0: Hi, good morning. This is Dr. Angela Gala Gonzalez. I'm the founder and owner of Dr. Gala Health Coaching LLC. This is my first podcast in this group. I am new to the Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs Network, although this is the second month since I became a member. I'm enjoying a lot meeting new friends, and the best is that the majority of us share so many common things, while our uniqueness also enlightens this community. My company delivers behavioral health services to women who are preparing for transitioning through or already living their midlife years. We help them take control of their bodies while unfolding their inner wisdom, their body's inner wisdom, and naturally regaining their energy and vitality to become the best version of themselves in this amazing and just fantastic new stage of our lives. In this podcast, I want to refer to one event that significantly impacts women's health, and that is the cessation of the reproductive function of our bodies, also known as menopause. But because we will have plenty of time to discuss about it deeper in all things that really matter to all of us women. I want to focus today on the history of the term menopause, it is really interesting. I've been researching in the last days about this and I really feel that um, there are some fascinating facts about menopause that may surprise you as I was surprised too. So the first thing I want to focus on is where is this term coming from? Menopause is a combination of two Greek words, men, meaning month, and pauses, which means halt. The first mention of menopause as an event comes from Aristotle, who referred to the fact that women stop bleeding at 40 years. Thereafter, they are not able to have children, so he was relating already that halt, that menopause in their um, menstrual cycles with the fact that they will not be able to have children when they don't have this um, event happening, these periods. The next significant mention of menopause came in the late 11th century from female doctor Tritula de Ruggiero, and she was a pioneer in female medicine from Salerno, Italy. She published a medical site containing influential information on the menopause that quickly spread through Europe, especially England. That was the just on hand, um, at hand, uh, you know, information about the menopause they had. Earlier known references to menopause, those are really scarce. The term menopause, in fact, was first coined in 1821 and that was by a French physician, who attributed women's complaints to depression, um, uh, half flashes and irregular periods to problems of the uterus. Doctors were quick to diagnose women with hysteria, coming from the Greek word hysteros, which literally means womb. That is, doctors thought that the uterus or womb was responsible for neurosis in women. But the medical interest in menopause increased considerably in mid-19th century. In the 30s, people started describing it as a deficiency disease. Yes, it was considered an illness. Consequently, healers advocated various replenishment therapies. For example, they used to think that drinking testicular juice or crushed ovaries from, uh, from animals would help cope with menopause. Ew. In the 70s, medicalization of menopause was already complete. So from the 30s to this time in the 1970s, there were lots of offers and um, findings of lots of different types of replenishment therapies to deal with the symptoms and the situation uh, women were going through when arriving into menopause the menopausal symptoms were attributed to estrogen deficiency by the uh, end of the uh, 19th of the 20th century and from there estrogen replacement therapy the hormone replacement therapy was preached as the ultimate release for middle-aged women in 1938 the synthetic estrogen was developed and there it is the medical industry, pharmaceuticals entered the scenario of menopause in a big way and dominated the center stage. In the 70s, there was an international menopause society established and the first international congress on menopause was also organized in Paris in uh, France in 1976. Various countries have already their national societies on menopause. We do have ours. Um, I, I, by the way, I belong to it. Symptomatology of menopause differs in different areas of the world. So, and there's so much um, interesting, uh, lots of interesting facts, like for example, in the West, hot flashes, and that includes us in the North America, hot flashes are the most common symptom um, you will find in um, the literature and women complaining from. In Japan, shoulder pain is the most common symptom. And in India, low vision is the hallmark of menopause. Can you imagine? Those are really interesting um, facts that I, I loved sharing with you. Um, the hormone replacement therapy use rate is also high in the West while it is very low or negligible in countries like India and other less developed countries where people uh, literally doesn't have access to these type of treatments, but some also they don't um, even um, have not only that they don't have access that they prefer to believe or to use their local um, strategies to cope with menopause now there is another big um, difference or facts that points that um, the age of menopause at menopause when People are, um the onset of menopause is also different depending on the geographical location, and um, here we have that it is higher in the west as compared to the range of 45 to 49 years in developing countries, like in Asia, for example. That is the range that is mostly um, published, is from 42 to 49 years. Historically, also a uh, lower age at menopause was ranged um, documented in earlier times, as I mentioned before, when Aristotle was referring to that stop in the uh, at the forties. Um, I, I already kind of um, explained that before, but this this rose to the range of fifty to fifty-one years in the present era. For um, you know, it's like the average age range for the world. Overall, women in Western societies view menopause negatively. This is contrasted with a positive outlook towards menopause in developing countries like India. Nowadays, it is very clear to everyone that menopause or the cessation of menstruation in women marks the end of their reproductive years, yet it remains an enigma. With myths and stereotypes left over for, from earlier times, when little was known about menopause. For example, in my own life, you know, um, I was thinking a couple of years ago after I turned fifty, and I was already menopausal. So I, my process started. Uh, I entered, or I realized that I was in perimenopause when I was forty-seven. Probably it started earlier but I just realized that that was the case when I was 47, and I um, finally could say a menopausal when I was already 50, uh, 51, I began to wonder why the term was not even mentioned at all in my early teen years. And I, I remember talking about issues like, well, yes, mostly focus on my menarchia, uh, the start of the bleeding, and so I started very early, nine years old. Oh my God. So even though this term was really widely used, there was no advice coming from our elder women in the family about getting ready for what is, go- is coming in the future. Whenever I heard about it, it would be in a tone of jug or bullying, usually in reference to somebody being annoying, you know? Oh, are you menopausal? nowadays there has been a boom about menopause which is considered by many a neglected health issue i do believe that as well and many have vocalized that taboos and troubles we face when talking about menopause in modern society has um it is there and we need to really um, solve this problem we don't have um so when we go to our practice uh, doctors and that's not i'm not generalizing but that's um is a common situation first because of the limitation of time that um, you have to talk to your doctor and also because some doctors don't have the um training to deal with uh, menopause and what happens really quickly is they will probably refer you to a specialist and then when you get there you'll be prescribed hormone, ther- uh, hormone replacement therapy uh, most likely but the stigma the discomfort and the lack of information can feel like a war that needs to be won and a cause we're willing to fight for yet while we've still got a long way to go it's important to recognize how far we've come So uh, at this point where we have and we understand much better what is happening in our bodies and how we can deal with it and how we can definitely improve our uh, transition and make it, a, make it a smooth one in our lives. Well, I think this is enough for today and I will definitely prepare new topics for new podcasts coming in the near future. So stay tuned. This was Dr. Angela Gala-Gonzalez with Dr. Gala, Health Coach in LLC. Have a wonderful and amazing day. God bless you.